This is The Collegiate. Hello there, I'm your host, Finn, along with Alex, and today we'll be discussing the college football rankings and how each team who could get into the playoff will get into the playoff and what their chances are of that. And then we'll get into the second week of college basketball. And then finally, we'll be getting to our normal betting odds in the final week of of the regular season. So without, so without further ado, today is Tuesday that we're recording this, so the rankings have just come out, and I mean, it's obviously BYU got dropped because that was kind of a big loss, so I mean, who, in your opinion, who do you think the committee didn't, kind of ignored? Yeah, in my opinion, I think the committee sort of ignored Indiana, um, because I think if you look at the rankings right now, you see that I think obviously the top six are pretty pretty obvious. Like I think the teams that are there are pretty obviously should be there. Um, and I think Iowa State is a good team, but my issue with it is that they put uh, Georgia and Iowa State, who both have two losses ahead of a one-loss uh, Indiana team whose only loss was to Ohio State, and it was very close. Like they literally had a chance to win that game at the very end. Um, and I think that, you know, obviously – um, they were sort of ignored by the committee, but I think a lot of that was given to the fact. Um, I mean, I mean, they won this game versus Wisconsin, uh, right, straight up, as I predicted. Finn was wrong. You can note that. Um, yeah, so I'm not really sure why they ignored them, but obviously they did. Well, first of all, that's a cheap shot. That, that's, a, that's a cheap, cheap shot. I did predict them. I did predict Wisconsin not to cover, but I did. I didn't. I didn't really know. I just said Wisconsin wasn't covering that game. Anyway, I completely agree with you. I think Indiana is. If you look at it, like the only other team here with one loss is Northwestern, who isn't top ten, and and I think I think Indiana's a good team. Now, do I think they'll be able to continue it for the next few years? I don't know. But we're not talking about it. We're talking about the now. And quite frankly, I think you have to put them above Georgia. Georgia's two losses, they didn't look very good against Florida. They didn't look good in the second half against Alabama. Their two losses, they just haven't looked good. Indiana, if anything, came out with people saying, oh, my God, this team can play. And I, so that's why, I'm, that's why I'm confused on how you put them behind two teams with two losses and one team who really hasn't looked that good against eh teams. No, they did kill Duke, and they did slaughter them and shut them out. But they they didn't look good against Virginia Tech, who didn't look uh, who looked good for one half against Clemson. But they a Virginia Tech team struggled this season. I completely agree. I think Indiana should be higher. But that being said, I think USC should be lower. I'm not a fan of USC. If if I haven't made that clear, I do not like USC. And as I have said, this team could easily be have two losses. Their first two games, they probably didn't deserve to win. They did win, and that's going to be the ultimate thing is that they did win those games. But are they a top 15 team? No. No. Now you could, again, say, well, hey, they're they're in a Power 5 conference, they're undefeated, and they're top dogs in their conference right now. And that's a fair point. But again, they should be 2-2. Two and two. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, to me it was particularly surprising that they jumped up five spots because of a win against like a one and one Washington State team. I mean, Washington State is not really anything special. Um, I think what 
you know, I mean, Washington State beat Oregon State. They lost to Oregon. They didn't play Stanford because the game was canceled. And then, obviously, they lost USC. So they're not really any team to be particularly high on. So there's no reason why USC jumped up so high, um, especially given that their first two games were, as you said, not particularly good for them. Um, and, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting how the committee chose to obviously rank this. Um, I also think one of the other things that happened was uh, the committee sort of – I mean, the committee didn't realize it, but, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that me and, you know, Finn and I were right about Oklahoma State being too high. Um, obviously, they lost to TCU. They dropped down seven spots. Um, you know, Oklahoma State was a top six team. Obviously, they've really fallen off from there. Uh, this, this, yeah, I mean, these performances that they've been having lately are pretty poor. Um, so, yeah, I think them being at 22, I think they could even be lower, honestly. Um, I think that's a pretty good spot to put them. Um, and just one quick thing before I hand it off to Finn. I think that, um, you know, I think Coastal Carolina is at a pretty solid spot. Um, I, I think particularly that, uh, you know, we have – um, you know, they're 10-0, and 0. they beat BYU, um, they beat, you know, I mean, they didn't really have a great win before this, but I think this wouldn't really help them, and I think they're pretty deserving right now of that 13 spot. Yeah, and I agree, I think, I, I have down BYU a lot, but ultimately this was a team who was undefeated going into this, so I do think, I mean, I think, I think that top 15 is very contested, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue too much with this, because... I think the better teams are ahead of them, but you could make an argument that Coastal Carolina should be higher. But obviously the big news coming out of Tuesday, today, that we're doing this, is Michigan canceled the game against Ohio State. I have been, you know, me and, me and Alex have been discussing this for a few weeks now that this was a possibility that it would be almost like a power move on Michigan's part if they are... And, I know they're forced to cancel because of COVID cases, but I mean, this is probably the best case scenario for Michigan fans who you, you not only do you not have to play play them, but you really get a theoretical win here because you you're, you are knocking potentially Ohio State out, out of the playoff if they can't get a, a matchup this weekend. And I don't know. I think the Big Ten will probably bend the, rule, bend the rules because I do think they, they want to see one of their teams play. But... There will be teams like let's let's say because Texas A and M can't play this week. Let's say the Big Ten allows them to play Texas A and M this week. I don't. It would be a little bit hypocritical of the Big Ten to do that, but Ohio State's in a bad position because if they can't get anything done, it is it is luckily for them it is still early and anything can happen. But if nothing can get done, I'd say this pretty much ruins their chances at the playoff. Yeah, and I think there's two possibilities here. Um, you know, I think if Ohio State doesn't play another game, there's a very high likelihood that they don't make the playoff. Um, I think, obviously, Texas A&M would probably get in there, unless Florida beats Alabama, which I think is a very key game. Um, obviously, if Florida's able to beat Alabama, they're probably in. Um, they could, you know, be as high as three, in my, in, in my idea of how the rankings look, but they would probably be four. Um, well, how do so you yeah, think... How do you think Texas A&M gets in? Because they're really in that situation where, yes, they're higher than Florida, but they also I think have Texas Alabama. A&M, I think Texas A&M just needs Ohio State to obviously get, you know, not play again. 
Well, um, we, Florida can also. I think Florida also loses to. Obviously, they would need Florida to lose to Alabama. Yeah. Ohio State would not play another game, and I think if Texas A and M, obviously, let me look at Texas A and M. Uh, schedule. Obviously, they are playing. They, their game, game got canceled. Their game got canceled against uh, Ole, Ole Miss, but then they play Tennessee the following week, so they have to win that game. But I think if they do that, and the things I described above happen, there's a high likelihood that they can make the playoffs. Yeah, well, we were also discussing that. I don't think it's gonna be likely if they do play. If they do have the option to play Ohio State, I would say they don't do that because I think. First of all, you're trying you're trying to compete with Ohio State for that fourth spot, and then, and if you give Ohio State that another game, not only the chance to play in the conference championship, I don't think I don't think the chances I don't think no, I don't think it makes sense for A and M to play Ohio State, and I agree. I think Flor I think Florida right now, even though they're six, is really in the kind of the position of power because if they win, they're in, and I think I don't think they will beat Alabama, but I think that should be a good game, and I think they could do it. Obviously, you have Iowa State at number seven sitting there, and they'd have to have a lot go right for them. I think that's. I think seven is probably the ceiling for Iowa State. I don't think they could. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think, I think right now, really, it's only the six team, the top six that really have any chance. Iowa State with two losses, just that it just not enough. But Iowa State has looked good. Obviously, the Notre Dame-Clemson game is going to be good. I think either team gets in at this point, even no matter who wins or loses. I think it'll just. I think if Clemson wins, they'll probably go to. They'll probably go to two. I would say if Notre Dame wins this, you could make a strong argument that they should be number one because they'll they'll have beaten Clemson, who we've already seen the committee has heavily has has got a lot of respect, likes Clemson a lot. You could argue that they should be ten, that they should be number one after that. So there is that yeah <laughs> there's that argument but yeah and like if you just look at Iowa State like obviously they had their chances this year I mean they lost to the Raging Cajuns who obviously as we know are doing pretty well right now um they're what 19 I believe um yeah I think it's 19 um but yeah I think that loss has really particularly hurt them because other than that they've only lost one game in conference um, and they could very, very well be having a chance for the playoffs, but that second loss is just a good round. So. Yeah. So next week is going to obviously be huge. These next coming days on whether Ohio State gets to play is going to be huge, arguably the biggest, and it's going to be a game, not, not a game that's going to decide arguably the most important spot in the playoff, which is of course the number four, four spot. Now, of course, if let's say Ohio State does get in, now they're in that situation again where remember that first playoff when. Alabama was a one seed, Ohio State was a four seed, and guess who won? Ohio State by fairly decent score. But Ezekiel Elliott went crazy in that Zeke. Game. Oh, Zeke. I remember those days. Those were the days. That was, that's when I started getting respect for Indiana because they played decently well against Ohio State the next year. Anyway, let's get into basketball. Basketball, there was obviously quite a few big games, and arguably the most important, in my opinion, was UNC versus Iowa because really Iowa had, has played nobody before night and people were saying are looking to see if, are they the real deal you know who is this team as good as advertised and they were and that's just a simple way they were the better team through throughout the entire game they looked the part of being a number three team 
You had Luca Garza score 16 points, have 14, have four blocks and 14 rebounds. Joe Wise, uh, Wieskamp, 19 points, nine rebounds and five assists. And then you had C.J. Frederick and Jordan Bo- Bohanan both score over 20 points. And if, I may note, this is the first all-white lineup I have seen in a long time. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put that out there because you don't see it often nowadays. Yeah, and I think that you know this. I, I mean, th- particularly this is a very good win for Iowa State or not Iowa State, Iowa. Um, but I think that also it just kind of shows you how deep the Big Ten is. The Big Ten right now does not have a single team with a losing record. Um, out of co- obviously there have been no conference games, but um, they do not have a single team with a losing record. Um, which is kind of crazy. I think the the team that's closest to that is Purdue. Um, but yeah, Iowa State. I think the key thing with them is they're dropping tons of points. I mean, they've averaged over. I mean, they've scored over ninety every game. Ninety seven, one hundred three, ninety nine, ninety three. Um, you know, UNC. Uh, I think the their their game against Texas in the Maui Invitational was really like that was a nail biter. Um, they had a chance to win that. Obviously, they weren't able to. But you know, they very well, if Texas misses that shot, they get the ball back. Um, with a few seconds, they can do something there. Um, and, yeah, I think here, just Iowa, Iowa's the superior team. But, you know, North Carolina has been relatively good. I mean, they beat – I think the, the 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 sort of good win that they had so far is against Stanford. Um, obviously, Stanford hasn't looked amazing so far. But, I mean, that's the best win they have on their resume. Right uh, I'm going to disagree with that because – I mean, I'm with you. Stanford's a good team, even though they're two and two right now. But come on, they beat in Texas. No, I said they were. I said they. I said they weren't as good. I, yeah, I said well, that they were not as good as yeah. they had previously. But I said that's the best win that they yeah. have currently because they have not. I mean, they lost to Texas and they lost to Iowa. And other than that, they've beat UNLV and just completely. Yeah. Um, and like I mean, yeah, like I think FC. So yeah, right I guess, yeah. Stanford. Stanford's okay. It's their best win, but. I, I mean, North Carolina is going to have big wins this year. I wouldn't so be putting Stanford too high on that. But, and as I love Stanford, but they just, I mean, they, they, they had a tough schedule early. But you got, and look, I've said this for, I feel like every week we've talked about basketball. But the Big Ten is seriously good. They only have one team that has more than one loss so far this season. You have... Six teams that are ranked, and it probably should be more. Penn State, unranked Penn State, convincingly beat Virginia Tech. And, you know, you hear all these people saying that ACC is the best basketball program. But, I mean, come on. And I I know I've said this before, but every week I look at the Big Ten and am just continually surprised because the teams that you don't think are going to succeed are fine. Minnesota, Penn State, Northwestern, these are all good teams. And I am really excited for this regular season because I, I, the, the game should be extremely good. Now, one of my favorite, uh, I guess, tournaments is the one, the ACC versus Big Ten Invitational. I don't know if it's an invitational, but I always enjoy it because it's it gives you, because it, it almost it pick your conference. You get to pick for certain. You get to root for certain teams, and it's always exciting. You had you had three. I think it was 
three or four games go on today. Obviously, you had the Iowa-North Carolina game and the Illinois-Duke game. Illinois came away with that win, a good win convincingly against Duke. But you also had, as I said before, Penn State convincingly beat Virginia Tech. You had Rutgers beat Syracuse, a 3-1 and one Syracuse by, by 10. And then you had Ohio State come away with a nail-biter against Notre Dame, which was a great game and was fun to watch and ultimately came down to Notre Dame being idiotic and kicking the ball away. But it would, I, I, I enjoy these types of tournaments because, I mean, you get to see, you really get to see, you get to see matchups that you probably won't get to see again until the tournament. Agreed. And I think the one game you didn't discuss was uh, Illinois and Duke. Um, and I think, you know, Illinois really showed that they were very good. Uh, in this game, particularly, they won very convincingly by about 15 points. Um, you know, and Duke is obviously at number 10. Uh, but, again, they have lost to Michigan State. Iowa Dosunmu is a beast. They have, yeah, and they have lost to Illinois as well. So, I mean, those are two very good teams. Obviously, nothing to kind of sweat about. But um, if they want to move into the top, you know, seven, eight teams, they're going to have to win these games. Yeah. And, yeah, and then we, I mean, there should be, and I, look, I'm really looking forward to this regular season because, you know, there's nothing better than in-conference basketball. But this week should be interesting. Of course, you got we got Rhode Island versus Wisconsin. I always see Rhode Island as a good team. We got Indiana versus Florida State. I'm looking forward to that one because Indiana, Indiana is a team that's 3-1 and one, but has looked, you know, on and off between games they've either looked their game against texas they really didn't look that good then against stanford they looked amazing you have michigan state versus virginia which was unfortunately canceled and oh that would have been such a fun one to watch um but you should you do have good games you got san diego state versus arizona this week's going to be filled with fun games so i mean the basketball season is just picking up and right as football season is starting to wind down a little bit. So, any last thoughts on basketball? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely been, you know, really good so far. Um, I think it's everything that we kind of hoped. Um, there haven't been too many ga ga games, you know, that have been canceled. I mean, there have been a ton. Um, but, you know, I think everyone's doing their best. We've been seeing a pretty fair amount of basketball. Um, so yeah, it'll be really good when we get to actual conference play. Um, and yeah, I, I think there's tons of good teams this year. Brackets all have been seeding up. Um, you know, teams on the bubble. I think it's really hard to predict that this early, but I think, you know, as we get closer to the end of the season, that really becomes interesting to look at. Yeah. So with, with that basketball now behind us, we're going to be looking at this week, the last week of regular season football. To begin it, we've got Utah and Colorado, who is ranked for the first time this year. Colorado is minus two. Yeah, so in this game, I think that this is a Colorado win. Um, Utah is one and two. Their only win is against Oregon State. Obviously, Oregon State beat Cal and Oregon. Oregon lost to Cal. So these are not in, you know very good wins if you look at it in terms of the resume. Colorado hasn't really beaten anyone either, but they are 4-0, and Utah isn't someone to particularly worry about. So I think Colorado covers here. They get a 7-10 to 10 point win. Yeah, I completely agree. I think Colorado's the better team here. Utah hasn't been impressive at all. I'll take Colorado minus 2, especially minus 2. If it were minus 20, I'd take 
Utah, but I like Colorado. I like Colorado minus two. Wisconsin versus Iowa. I'll go first. Wisconsin is two and two, and as a person that roots for Wisconsin, this could potentially be the first time in a long time that they do not make a bowl bowl game. Unfortunately, Minnesota, who we probably who they probably would have beaten, lost or canceled, excuse me. And if they if Wisconsin played that beaten them, we wouldn't be in this situation. But here we are. Wisconsin has to beat Iowa. I think it's sixteen. Last time I looked. Iowa's a good team. And Wisconsin really doesn't have any offense, but I think Paul Christ will say something to that team, rem- remind them of the pride of those colors, of that, that that badge they wear, and go out there and beat Iowa, as almost feels like the annual tradition at this point. Is it gonna? Is the tradition gonna continue? I hope so. I'll take Wisconsin. All right, this is probably the first time I could not disagree more with what Ben has just previously said. Iowa is the better team here. Wisconsin has scored seven, oh, you seven, like. seven points against Northwestern, six points against Iowa. I've admitted they don't have a good offense. Uh, or not Iowa, Illinois. Um, I, I just don't think Wisconsin can score. And Iowa has five straight wins after starting 0-2. Uh, this is an even game, so I'm basically just picking who wins. I mean, if that's all I have to do, Iowa. I mean, all right, look. Wisconsin's defense is there. If Wisconsin can score, if Wisconsin can score, if they if they have one, I don't even care if Wisconsin if the if Wisconsin wins this and then loses the bowl game, I don't care. At least it's a bowl game. And and we've Wisconsin's anyway, Wisconsin lost the bowl game last year, which is which hurt. But Wisconsin needs this game to go to a bowl game. I think a team with motivation will beat a team that doesn't have as much motivation. And I think Wisconsin's got just about as much motivation as anybody here. Iowa doesn't have all that much to play for. I guess they can they can hope for a yeah, they, I guess they can hope for a Northwestern loss, but they didn't play him. So or they did, but they didn't win. But I'm going to take Wisconsin that Wisconsin you, you can clown me all you want, but I think Wisconsin's going to be going into this game with some heart. I think Graham Mertz is going to pick up that ball and chuck it. And I think Wisconsin for an interception. Gonna... Yep. All right. No. Nope. Next game. No, for a touchdown. For a touchdown, maybe we'll get the running game going. Anyway, next game, Alabama versus Arkansas. Alabama is minus thirty-two. Okay, Alabama's only given up uh, three thirteen and seventeen the last three weeks. They've scored sixty-three, forty-two, and fifty-one. Arkansas is Arkansas. This is an easy win for Alabama. I think they cover here by about, let's say, you know, 40, 45 points. Well, believe it or not, I actually had to think about this game. And that's because Arkansas has not lost a game by 30 or more, even against good teams, even against teams like Florida and Georgia. That being said, Alabama is not Florida or Georgia. It is Alabama. And Alabama rules like they're t- roll tide. And Alabama will roll, and they will roll into a win of over 32. I got Alabama. UGA versus Missouri. Okay, gave up. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Ar- Arkansas gave up 63 to Florida, 42 to Texas A&M. Uh, I mean, they lost to Auburn. They lost badly to Georgia. Yeah, I think our Alabama covers here. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. 
UJ versus Missouri. UJ is minus 13. All right, so Missouri has won, uh, you know, all their games have been against unranked. All their wins, all five of them, have been against un have been against ranked teams. All three losses have been, or no, sorry. All five wins have been against unranked teams. All three losses have been against ranked teams. Um, you know, they lost 38-19 to Bama. They lost 35-12 to to Tennessee, who has not been good at all. And they lost forty-one seventeen to Florida. This is a ranked team. I'll follow the I'll follow the pattern. You, uh, I'll say that Georgia covers here. Although I do think Missouri is a good team. Um, they are ranked twenty-five now. Um, so I only think that Georgia wins this by about two touchdowns, fourteen, which is the total. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Missouri here. I I've had faith in this team. I early on, I had a lot of faith. Kind of lost it after the Tennessee game, but it's it's come back. I'll take Missouri here. I think. I mean, Georgia doesn't really have a lot to play for. Missouri doesn't have a lot either, except for playing a ranked team, but I like Missouri. I don't know why. I just I think this could be a surprisingly close game. Oklahoma versus West Virginia. Oklahoma is minus 13.5. Yeah, so Oklahoma's won six straight games. West Virginia was blown out by Iowa State the previous week. I mean, I just think straight up Oklahoma's the better team here. Um, I think that Oklahoma wins this game by about let's say 17 points, 17 to 20 points, um, so they cover. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I mean, I always enjoy watching Oklahoma versus West Virginia. I think of the game two years ago where it was just an absolute shootout. Yeah, with Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray. I remember that game. And, yeah. and Will Greer, right? Yeah, Will Greer was Yeah, there. I remember that game. That was a fun game. I think it was the night after Christmas, or uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, so that was a great, that was a fun game. That's how I'll re always remember this game. It's going to be Oklahoma winning this. It's not going to be close. I think it'll be tw at least 21 points. Oklahoma's beaten better teams by more. Uh, I'll take Oklahoma's mi minus 13.5. Illinois versus Northwestern. Northwestern is minus 14.5. Yeah, and just before we move on to that, that Oklahoma-West Virginia game we're talking about was against number f was against four was four ranked Oklahoma versus 16 ranked West Virginia. The final score was 59-56. West Virginia had a four, had a lead going into the fourth quarter. Yep. Very good game. I I remember that game very fondly and being so disappointed when they didn't come out for the win. I was in North Carolina, I think, at the time. So but, Illinois, Northwestern. Right? Yeah, Illinois versus Northwestern. All right, so Northwestern is has the line of 14.5. Illinois has only beat Rutgers in Nebraska. Northwestern obviously has played really well, um, except for Michigan State, which was a very surprising loss that they had. But, I mean, I, I think Northwestern's kind of got over that. I think they win here, and I'll say they do it by 20 points. Cover. Yeah, I like I like Northwestern. Illinois has not been a very good football team. They gave up tons of points to Wisconsin, who we earlier discussed cannot score. So, I think Northwestern will be able to score easily. So, I'll, I'll take Northwestern minus 14.5. Coastal Carolina versus Troy. Coastal Carolina is minus 13.5. Okay, so I'm just going to use some line-by-line -line logic here. You have a Troy team who lost to BYU 48-7. You have a Coastal Carolina team who beat BYU. Therefore, if you put that all together, Coastal Carolina beats Troy. It's just a question of whether they cover. I think Coastal Carolina is significantly better than Troy. They covered this by 20 points. I couldn't agree more. I think your logic makes 
total sense as much as it doesn't make any sense. I'll take Coastal Carolina here. I think Coastal Carolina is coming off the, the biggest win in its history. So, and, and I think we got to stop here for a moment. Didn't Mormons Coastal versus... Carol didn't Coastal Carolina win baseball like four years ago? I think they did. Yeah, they did, I think. Anyway, I want to see Mormons versus Mullets be an annual thing. I want it to be an annual thing. This... This could I feel like if you put these two together, this could be become one of the biggest non-power five rivalries that will have to be in prime time every single year because who doesn't love the name Mormons versus Mullets? Gonna leave it at that. UNC versus Miami. M Miami is minus three point five. Okay, so Miami has had some dangerously close games against non-ranked teams. Um, UNC lost to. Uh, I mean, Florida UNC State. lost to Florida State and UVA. Um, UVA's you know, picked I up think, some traction. I think that UVA's gotten better. I mean, I think that... I just think, like, you know, I think UNC's been good. I, I can see why, you know, there's a, a reason to say why they would win this game. I just think Miami is going to be a little bit better here. They'll win um, by a field goal, but that means that in that case, I say that they don't cover because of the 3.5 line. I take UNC with the points. Yeah, I, th I agree. I think this is going to be a close game. I'm back and forth on whether Miami is going to win. I think, I think UNC could win this game. I think they're going to win this. Of course, they might lose by a field goal. As I said, I think this will be a very tight game. I'm excited to watch this. This is an exciting matchup. UNC did beat Miami last year, but... The teams were completely different. Miami was nowhere near the rankings. So, I'm, I'll take UNC. I think UNC is, I don't know. I, I, I've liked UNC all year as much as I've been kind of back and forth. I've been rooting for them. I'll take, I'll, I'll take them against Miami, who, as you mentioned before, has not looked great against teams that aren't very good. So, I'll take UNC minus 3.5. Purdue versus Indiana. Indiana is minus 10.5. All right, Finn, you want to go first on this one? Sure. I'll take Indiana. I'll take Indiana. This is this is a rivalry game, though, so and I actually didn't write down what, what I was going to go for, so maybe I'm rethinking. I did say Purdue's a decent team early on. You're going to mention that, and we can discuss that all you like. I'll take Indiana here. I think Indiana's, Indiana's the better football team. I think Purdue was solid early. Obviously, we've kind of fallen off track. And I'm eating my words, but I'll take I'll take Indiana minus ten point five. Okay, yeah. So uh, I agree. I think I also take Indiana here. Um, and you know, Indiana's only loss has been Ohio State. They've looked really good otherwise. Um, Purdue started out two and zero. Since Finn said the words, Purdue is a very good football team. They have lost three straight. They have been absolutely terrible. Um, I, I just think that Indiana, I think this is a very, um, like, low line here. Um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of room for Indiana. You're right. I did say Purdue was a good team, and, and you hit it right on the nail. After I said they're a very good team, they have not won a game since. So, so, so yeah. I, I, I kind of jinxed them. Sorry, Purdue. I, Indiana wins here, and they, and they cover. All right, this game's going to feel good. Texas versus Kansas. Kansas has found its way every single week, it seems. They have done it again to finish off the season. Will they go winless against mine, against Texas? Absolutely. Will they be minus 30? Absolutely, because when you're a bad team, 
and it's your last game of the season, you go out in style. Texas is winning this by 40. 40 or more. I'm just saying that. Because Kansas is terrible. Yeah, I think Kansas is obviously, you know, basketball is heating up. Kansas has got yeah. its moments. They Turn off came, your TV, football fans. Just go to basketball. They came away with a. They came away with a questionable sort of win against Crichton today because the missed uh, field goal late. But yeah, on the football side of things, Kansas is just it's Kansas. If uh, you can find an opposite for their basketball program in football, their it's their football program. That's exactly yeah. Texas averages forty one point three points per game. They're the second best offense in the Big Twelve. Uh, there's no issue that I have here saying that yeah, they win by thirty. I completely I, agree. I think they win by fifty. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm fine with saying that too. I was thinking sixty before, but I thought thought sixty was a little much. LSU versus Florida. Florida is minus twenty three point five. So LSU lost to Alabama. Uh, you know, and or I think the key win, the key loss that really turns me off from LSU is when they lost by 37 to Auburn. Auburn has not been very great. I mean, so I just think that because they lost in that way to Auburn, that there's no way that they're going to lose to Florida. Um, there's not no way that they're going to lose to Florida by less than 23.5. So I'll take Florida. Now, LSU did screw me a few weeks ago with a trash time touchdown that put them under the uh that made a, I think that their line was like thirty against A and M and they sc- and they scored and they were now minus like twenty twenty six or something. I'm gonna bet against. I'm hoping this time got better luck because I think Florida's got a very good offense. I think they've got arguably the best offense in college football. Kyle Trask is should win the Heisman this year. So I'll take I'll take Florida minus twenty three point five all day. USC versus UCLA. USC is minus three. Uh, yeah. USC, obviously we talked about earlier how we don't think they're great. UCLA has kind of gone under the radar. They beat Arizona State and Arizona. For me, I just think that UCLA is finally going to come away with a win here against USC. I remember when this matchup was Josh Rosen versus Sam Darnold, um, and that was a great matchup, but... Obviously, one quarter. I mean, both quarterbacks have kind of fallen off since going to the NFL. The teams, USC's kind of been USC's been pretty good lately. UCLA not as much, but I think UCLA wins this game. Um, so I, that means I think USC doesn't cover. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I I like UCLA here. I've said already in this episode how much I hate U- USC and how much they don't deserve to be four and zero. UCLA is bursting that 4-0 bubble. You are going to be undefeated no more because UCLA is going to come out firing. They're going to, it's going to be a freaking brewing attack. USC is going down. The Trojan won't be able to to defend again. All right, let's just be. If we're if we're looking at mascot matchups, the Bruin beats the Trojan unless the Trojan's on a horse or has a bow. Because nothing scarier than a bear running at you at full speed. Take UCLA for that reason. San Diego State versus BYU. BYU is minus 16. Yeah, so I didn't really do much research on San Diego State, but I think the the main thing here is, you know, BYU is probably going to bounce back um, after a disappointing loss uh, that they had against Coastal Carolina. They were about a yard away from winning the game with a last-second touchdown. Um, but I think 
you know, now that they lost that game, they're going to be motivated to come back. I think that if you look at who they're playing in San Diego State, let me just pull that up. San Diego State is, you know, I mean, they're currently four and three. They have, I mean, they lost to Colorado by 10. They haven't really played anyone relevant. Ohio State, or not Ohio State, BYU's winning this game. And I, I don't think this should be much of a question. I think BYU's going to win this. It's all about the bounce-back games. I always look at good good teams bounce back when they lose. I think uh, I've shown all my hate for BYU this year. But now that they have no chance, I'll loosen up on them. So I'll take BYU minus 16. I think they're, they are a ranked team, and San Diego State, I don't really know what to think of them. So I think BYU will come out angry about that loss to Coastal Carolina. So I'll take BYU. And with that, the regular season predictions will end. I will give you my record uh, next week. I don't know if Alex can go find his. I will as well. I will as well. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, this this should be a fun last week. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Finn, along with Alex. Thank you guys for listening. Adios.